Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Hello, and welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach, and I help world changers embody their light and magic. What does that mean? It means that we are all light, and I help them remember that they are light, that we are light. It means that we are all magical, and I help them find, discover, step into, own, and share their magic. Because the world needs us. The world needs us to be our sparkliest selves. So that's what I help people do. That is why I'm here on this earth right now, to help people be bright and sparkly and magical and powerful and authentic. Now, today I've got a killer episode for you with the one and only Jessica Page, who is just this, well, somebody who truly embodies her light and magic. And she, she wasn't born that way. So she shares the story. We, I want to rephrase that. She was born that way. We were all born that way. And then we gradually forget about our light and magic. We are told not to be so shiny, not to be so sparkle, sparkly, not to be too much. And we dim it down. And then we rediscover it through work, lots of work on ourselves. And Jessica has done the work and she is super sparkly. And I think you guys are going to love this episode and all the magic that comes from her words and the ease that flows from her, her being. And first, before we get into that episode, I want to talk to you about victim energy. Now the term victimy can feel a little triggery. So I want you to put that trigger aside for a second. And while there are, of course, there are real instances of being a victim of violent crime and other stuff. That's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about that powerless energy, that energy where we feel like we have no control of our own lives, where we feel like other people are in control of our lives, where we feel like age is in control of our life, where we feel like our bodies are in control of our lives. When we completely submit, not surrender, that's something different, that's releasing, but submit to the power of others. It shows up in how we schedule things and, and we feel that you know someone else controls our schedule. I can't go to that because I have to do this other thing. It shows up in phrases like, oh, I'm this age and therefore you know, there is no more hope for me being an athlete or in changing my career or in singing on stage or whatever it is you dream of. It shows up everywhere. And, and it shows up most strongly in our language. When we simply say, I have to do that. I don't have a choice. 
Now, there is a time when this energy can be super helpful. When we are injured, when we feel like we are powerless, this is where we're able to best ask for and receive help. There is so much magic in that. There is so much empowerment or potential for empowerment in that. But this energy is something that a lot of us cling to. It becomes our identity. We feel like we are, you know, we are an employee or we are, we identify with a particular illness or ailment that we have. And I want to tell you guys something. When we're in this energy, we feel like we have no choice. And here's the truth. We always, 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 always have a choice. It can be hard to find sometime. And so I challenge you, the next time you feel like you're in that energy, I challenge you to find the choice because it's there. And it's a little tiny gem of sparkliness that is waiting for you to find it. So take yourself on a scavenger hunt, find that gem and go forth and be bright and shiny and sparkly and magical. But first, listen to my conversation with Jessica Page, this wonderful being. Enjoy it. Please share it on social media. Tag me, tag Jessica. She's not on Instagram, but you can give her a shout out on Facebook and share it with all your friends. And please go ahead over to iTunes and leave a review and all the stars. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My guest today is Jessica Page. She is an intuitive life and business coach and the creator of the Inside Job Show. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. So excited to be here and jam with you, Kelsey. I'm so excited you're here. We met um, just a few months ago when you created the Inside Job, and it was so fun to be a part of that, and I loved our conversation. Mm, me too. I feel like, um, you know, it's like when you meet people who kind of get what you get and they're doing the work that you're doing, it's just, you feel the energy. So it, it's like, we didn't even need to initially have a conversation. We just felt the energy and, yes. um, and I just, it's just magic. Yeah. And it blows me away that, as I just said, like, that was just a few months ago. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I kind of feel like I've known you for, I don't know, at least three years. I know. Me too. That's what you get when you go deep. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey, how are you? And then boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is kind of how I do, I do things. I was saying that to my husband the other day. He's really good. So in Florida, the neighborhoods are a whole different level than they were in New England. And, you know, there are people out all the time. He's really good with the small talk. Mm. And I am not. And it's not like a, like if somebody's being like sarcastic, I can play along with that. But if they say something that they don't really care about, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Somebody said good morning one day as they're walking by. And I'm like, she wasn't even listening to hear us say good morning back. I'm not interested in that. I just dive in the deep end. <laughs> it's so interesting because, um, you know, I've never really thought into that as far as like, how how that plays out with my husband and myself um and obviously he's more masculine than I am but yeah for sure he's able to have those like shorter winded conversations a lot easier yeah and so like to me it's like a superficial conversation mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like even if it's not fake and it's genuine superficial it just doesn't feel like it has the sense of fakeness yeah and so 
think that's that's the whole thing is when we are people who really like to delve deep and create this meaningful relationship and and at that level that's why like the fakeness just is like ugh, i can't even do it i i yeah i can't the other day actually i forget what i said but we were passing this guy he's washing his truck in the driveway and he goes I was talking to my husband and the man turned and he's like, what? You asked what year the truck was? And I was like, no, no, n- no. <laughs> I had nothing to say. Because in my head, I'm like, no, and I don't care. And I don't know. Just no. <laughs> I don't care what year your truck is. Well, it's, it's like we all have this bandwidth, this like daily bandwidth that resets. And so anytime you're wasting any of that energy, whether it's in conversation or thinking about stuff that you really just don't care about, it's like you don't want it to suck up any of your bandwidth that day. <laughs> it's so true. I've been, have you gone down the human design rabbit hole yet? The human, um, a little bit. Okay. So I've, I've gone pretty deep. And one of the things, so I'm a manifesting generator and generators and manifesting generators are really supposed to focus all their energy on the stuff that sets their soul on fire. Yeah. And anything that doesn't set our soul on fire is just going to drain our energy. Yeah, I totally believe that. All right. So we have, we are so in alignment and we both have this massive love for ease. I want to talk to you about that. What does it mean to you? honestly like whenever I think of the word ease and the feelings of it it like makes my whole body like every organ every cell every like ounce of my being want to take a deep exhale Mm -hmm. so it's just this sense of like letting go but also like I, I feel like it's it's true freedom it's true fulfillment I came from the sort of space of like my, my whole movement is from grind to glory. I feel like glory embodies ease. Whereas like you don't have to work hard for things. You don't have to struggle and sacrifice. And that's really how I lived my life for so much of my life. And then um, really shifted my perspective when I started doing the inner work, when I started doing the healing and, and just really figuring out all the things that actually were holding me back. I was like, wait a minute. So like I, I was kind of one of those people where I would feel like if I just work a little bit harder, then I'll get to the place, right? And so the universe is like, oh, hey, Jessica really likes everything to come, uh, you know, like at a cost. She likes everything to be hard. She wants to sacrifice to, to achieve success. And I always thought, and really growing up with the mentality, my parents are super driven. They own a business. And, and so it was always like, good things come to those who work really hard. And it was all those sayings, right? That got like embedded into my belief system where I had to, I was like a failure if I didn't. And it was when I shifted that over the course of a year of really transforming and doing my inner growth, my spiritual journey, ease is like everything that's opposite of that. (laughs) It's like inviting things to come where one, I think obviously it was, it was developing a deep connection to the universe or the divine or God. And so that was a huge step in being able to know I have just all the support that I need and inviting in things to come where I didn't have to force things, where I can have this level of detachment, where I don't know where things are coming, but I know they're coming. And so it's just, ah, oh, it's just, this place of I feel glory, whatever whatever that word means to people, bliss, 
right? What did it, what's the, so for people who have this belief that they have to work hard to achieve, to reach their dreams, they get, I mean, they can be really, really strongly attached to that belief. What was the first baby step you took away from that belief? Mm. I remember this, this conversation I had with my dad, who he is very, very successful, masculine energy. He's a grinder. He works really hard and he has a lot. So I feel like there's two ways you can manifest things. The first way is to work really hard. And eventually like you'll, you'll, you know, draw some level of success in. And the other way is really having the belief system that you can do everything with ease and reach a level of abundance beyond the first way and how 99% of people are living their life. So I remember this conversation I had with my dad where I saw this pattern happen in, um, so we owned a fitness business for seven years. And before that I was a hairdresser. Before that I was a massage therapist. And, um, And so we had a level of success in our fitness business, but it was the first way. It was the working really, really hard. And so with that business, we reached this level of like financial plateau where it's like we couldn't, like to some people it was, you could call it success, but I felt like we we had sacrificed family time. We had sacrificed so much to get there. And as soon as we let go and we stopped working so hard, it was like everything crumbled. And then we sold that business and we started a new business and the same thing happened. We reached this certain level and we were plateaued again. And so I remember just being so frustrated, like we have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars into coaching and all of the tactics, right? So like we know marketing, we know business, we know sales, like we know all these things. We have like, we've had the coach, we've had the the training. So it was like, what? is wrong with us? Why, why do we reach this, this certain place and we can't break through it? And so it was for me, like having this, like this, this almost breakdown and I've had, you know, worse breakdowns in my past where like we almost went bankrupt twice in our fitness business. And it was really ugly all while, you know, birthing two children into that mix. And, you know, like, it was just, you know, this, this dark place. Um, so it wasn't to that level, but it was this level of like feeling just this extreme sadness and loss around if we keep doing like what we're doing, if we keep just struggling and working really hard, like we're never actually going to be happy. And for me, I remember this conversation with my dad, like, I remember just saying, I work harder than anyone that I know. Like, why are we not making more money? Why are we still struggling? Why do we still have all this debt? And of course he didn't, he didn't fully, you know, have the awareness of like what to tell me, but uh, my parents gifted us our very first Tony Robbins event for my husband's birthday. And for me, that event was like the kickoff to, um, to the inner work. And it wasn't actually that event. It was one process that literally people can YouTube. It was one process and not to discredit, obviously every Tony event is incredible, but I feel like some people are like, well, what if I, you know, what if I don't have the means? What if I can't do do that event at that extreme? I won't have those results. It was the Dickens process at Unleash the Power Within. And um, it's all over YouTube. People can literally do the same process where Tony has you really like he takes you to like the the darkest, like the pit of like feeling all the feeling about keep going the way you're going and um, feeling the loss, feeling the sadness, feeling the hurt, 
And for me, it was like going back to childhood trauma. And like I had, I had buried all these things, right? All of these um, wounds really that had happened throughout my life and put on this facade that I'm super happy and like my default setting is bubbly, which I feel today, but I never felt before, you know, it was just, it was, it wasn't authentic. It was just like, I don't want people to question me on like what's wrong. So if I show them this side of me, then they won't even know. So it was going through that Dickens process and giving myself permission to fully like like submerge into the process of going into, you know, childhood version of myself, of like really like pulling myself out of like all the things that I'm feeling and like looking at myself from a totally different light and then having the willingness to see something different and and that that was like the catapult into like one, like, I have a lot of work to do, right? And realizing that, but also, like, I saw finally that I was worth more, and I, um, you know, I love, I love, um, I love the saying that, like, I'm not afraid I was born for this, and it just really gave me the courage to, like, walk this walk and do the transformation. Mm. And yes, to all of that, that was just so so good, so powerful, and I think so valuable for everybody listening. I, I'm just curious, were parents already on this personal growth journey? How did they know that you needed Tony Robbins at that time? It was totally, it was totally a universe thing. So no, and their, their belief system is like, we both believe in a higher power, but we both have different belief systems there. And um, we had reconnected with a family friend and his name's Larry, Larry and Becky, and they are senior leaders with Tony Robbins. And so um, the year before, my parents had bought a new boat, and they started hanging out on like a different body of water, and uh, Larry happens to, like he's super, super successful, very wealthy, and just a really smart, smart man, but has gone through lots of healing of his own, and has been down that journey. And um, yeah, it was just through these connections, and we saw them traveling all over to all these Tony Robbins events, and I think they definitely inspired like the first event. And, um, and I don't think any of us knew like what we were in for, like what it was gonna be like. We were just like, okay, it's, it was in New York City. We live in New York, so it was like five or six hours away for us. And so it was our way, I think, for my parents of like being able to commit, but not like in a super grand way. And, um, and then it was, it was wild. Like we just came back from our second Tony Robbins event a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and, and it's just, it's really meaningful because every time I'm in the atmosphere, it brings me back to like how it first began. So yeah, I'm trying to think of what your actual question was, but. I have no idea what my question was, um, but I want to go back to just how you got into this space. So how did you go from hairdresser to the massage therapist to fitness business to coaching business? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we'll start massage therapy. Um, so I, I actually, I came out of massage school and you can only take your boards every six months. So I was like, I just missed the cutoff. I was waiting to take my boards. So I moved back home with my parents for a short time. And my dad, who's very driven and very like, you can't just like 
Jessica, you can't just sit at home. Like you have to go work. You can't just wait out five or six months. And so he was working out at a gym and he was like, I'm sure they'll just give you a job, like something just to get you through to six months. Right. And for him, it like, wasn't even about the money. It was like, you can't be lazy. Like you gotta go do something. And, um, so like reluctantly, I went and got a job at this gym. Meanwhile, I started doing hair again. And, uh, so like, hair was kind of one of those things where I was good at it, but I just wasn't really passionate about it. And, and I didn't even have the same tools or awareness that I obviously have today, but it was just like, I felt, I felt sort of this, like, it didn't click. Like it was like unsettlement with doing hair. So I was doing hair part-time. I started working at this gym and I like, so I was working at the front counter and I absolutely hated it. So even though I wasn't working for like a chunk of time, I'm still, I'm still driven. I just didn't feel challenged. And uh, my husband was one of the managers and so was um, this other, this other woman. And so she was like, Hey, we're really down in staff for, for, for teaching group fitness classes. And she was like begging me to go get certified. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I wasn't into fitness really. I was like, I'm not interested. She's just like begging me to go get certified. And so I was very, very much in like people pleaser mode. And of course, and I didn't recognize it then, but being, being an empath, like I, I felt the energy, I felt the need. So I was like, ah, fine. So I get certified. I start teaching group fitness classes, like totally transformed my life. I fall in love with fitness. And then I start actually like competing in fitness contests. So like at this point I was traveling to um, like Las Vegas and Miami and all these places. I was like, so like addicted to doing these contests and transforming in that way where I was still doing hair and it was literally just fueling like the money that I needed to do the fitness contests. So I fell in love with, with fitness and I end up dating, you know, my husband who is the manager and, um, and that kind of went on for quite some time. And then you fast forward, I, I quit doing hair, wasn't feeling the passion and I fully started working at the gym and I took my state boards for my massage license, but never actually practiced. Like I think my husband kind of jokes because like he's probably only had two or three massages like in the 10 years that we've been married. <laughs> like it just doesn't feel a part of me anymore. So we came home from, we, ended up, we were dating, we get engaged, we come home from our honeymoon and the current owners were like, hey, we want out, do you guys want in? You guys want to buy the business? So we're like fresh home from our honeymoon, newly, newlyweds, we buy this business as like the typical technician, like super passionate about what we were doing, but knew nothing about how to run a business. And so we bought the business and like literally the next five years was the darkest, like the darkest time of our lives. And we had to, like, we really just had to figure it out. We hired a coach. We had to learn how to, you know, run a team. We had to figure, figure it all out. Right. So we had, we had got the business finally turned around and we were at like year five or six and the business was somewhat successful and but up until this point we had still done it was all like external tactics it was all the grind it was all working really hard and so um we we 
we were kind of looking for the next thing. Like we were getting the itch to like open a second location, to franchise, to do something different. And when we ended up sort of revisiting, like what are our deep core beliefs and our core values and what do we want for our family? We really want freedom. We want to be freed from like a brick and mortar, freed from, we were leading 20 employees. Like it just like, ugh, it was just a lot of weight that we carried that we didn't want. So we sold the business to our head trainer and then we launched another business, which is called S3. And so we built this online business academy for fitness business owners so that like when you look at, when you look at a fitness business, they have three profit centers. And so it's training, nutrition, and supplementation. So in the course of growing our business and traveling to events, we just saw that no other business had this dialed in and their business for supplementation. So we ended up building this business academy, building this other business where we coach fitness businesses through this process. And it was through that that I saw like how every single fitness business owner that we were coaching like was, was a mess, really. Like was in the grind, was making no money, was sacrificing everything, was so unhappy, so unfulfilled, like it hadn't taken a vacation in however long. So that kind of like, I think that kind of launched me into like, I don't know, like it made me sad. You know, I was like, why, why are so many entrepreneurs living in that, in that way? And, and to, to a level of, or to a degree, like we were still kind of living in that way. So that like sparked me into like really wanting to like get entrepreneurs, like free them from the grind. And then of course, fast forward a couple of years, we go to Tony Robbins, I start like doing the inner work. And then that launched me into really more of a spiritual practice, spiritual coaching practice, where I really am just so deeply passionate about guiding entrepreneurs from the grind to glory. So from sacrifice and like unfulfillment and all those things to a place of ease and flow and total abundance. Love it. And I loved getting to watch your body language as you were telling that story, Jessica, because as you're talking about that dark time, you totally like closed in on yourself and got so much smaller and got in that like grind position, like, you know, muscles tense up and then you opened up into ease. Oh, I could feel it as you were talking and feel, you know, it got a little easier for me to breathe. (laughs) <laughs> I felt a little more expansive. I was like, yes, okay, you've moved on to like something that lights you up and, and the belief that it can be easy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Thanks for taking me on that journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're so welcome. And I appreciate the invitation to, to go on that journey because like I feel, I feel like sometimes, you know, when you get to this place of ease and I'm living a totally different life than I was 10 years ago, it's like it can be painful to just even revisit those things. And although this was a pretty like light space to be able to do that, but it just, like it's, it's just so stunning to me how many people are really living in a place of like, I don't know, it's like on everything, on unjoy, unfulfillment, unabundance, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> 
And um, I'm so grateful that there's people like you and people like me and all of the beautiful people that we're connected with that are doing this work in the world. And like, they're just like, it doesn't have to be, like, it doesn't have to be a struggle, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Last year, so we bought our house in Florida like a year and two weeks ago. And I shared the story of, I set the intention for let it be easy. Like let this process be filled with ease. And it was like, we found, we went out the first day with our realtor, looked at seven different houses. Those were just to get a sense of what was out here. The next day, this house came up on the, like the email list we got. And we were like, Hey, can we go see that one? Went to see it the next day. I remember saying to the realtor, is there a reason we shouldn't buy this? And put an offer in it was accepted like the whole process there were like little tiny blips but they were like not even full-grown speed bumps and and then and and then we are bought a new washer and dryer which so many people have been like oh this is such a heavy process this is so hard and like no it wasn't because we set the attention for it to be filled with ease mm. and and after 16 months of traveling being able to do our own laundry in our own house and our own time, trusting the washer and dryer without needing massive amounts of quarters. Oh, holy <laughs> ease. That was just glorious. And so I remember when I shared those stories that I got a lot of questions. I was like, how can, I would ask people like, how can you step into ease? And I got so many people reaching out and they were like, I have no idea. I don't know. Life is hard. It's a struggle. We have to keep pushing. That's just how it is. And it's not how it is. It's how we've chosen it to be and we can choose ease. It's so true. It's like we, we all, whether it's us or it's our parents or it's, you know, our parents, parents, it's like we have these set of rules that we put on ourselves around that. Like I can remember, like I've always dreamt of building our dream home. And, um, and I absolutely know that the next home that we move in, we'll be building our dream home. But yeah, the same thing along the lines of buying a washer and dryer. Everyone's like, ugh, like that process is so exhausting. And you have so many choices and it's so stressful. And like, it is exactly what, like whatever the energy you're putting out is what it's going to be. Right. And um, it's all these rules. Like I was just on a coaching call yesterday and one of my clients was talking about how um, in her industry, like there are certain slow months and there's certain um, like faster months or more successful months. And I can bring myself back to the fitness industry. It was like December was really slow because people were buying presents for their family and they couldn't afford to buy the stuff for themselves. And like January and February were really busy because of new year's resolutions. But then I'm like, that's, that's such like, like it's such BS because there, there are all these rules and we can set the intention about exactly like we can speed things up and we can slow things down with the universe. And so if we put those intentions out there and then we unhook ourselves from like exactly how they're going to happen and like get into all the details, right. Then like we can invite this, like this, not like sure there's ebbs and flows and everything. So you're going to have down seasons and you're going to have up seasons, but it doesn't have to be hooked into these rules about how everyone else is doing things in your industry. Like I, yes. I just am like, ah, I want to like <laughs> shake that almost out of people because it's all, it's all the rules of our society. And 
Those assumptions show up everywhere. I see it a lot of times. I mean, it's super common to hear it from clients and, and friends, like talking about family members. Well, like if I say that to that person, she's going to respond in this way because that's how she is. Because no, I've known this person for 30 years. I know that's how they're going to respond. You don't. You know that that is how the person has responded every other time. And every moment is a brand new moment. It's mm-hmm. so true. They open up possibilities. It's something that I've heard athletes do, and I used to do it myself too, with this assumption that somebody is faster than you. Like if you've raced against the same person a lot, like, oh, well, that person's always going to beat me. Wait, how is that serving you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not helping you get faster, more powerful, more confident in your racing. It's helping you give your power away. Totally. I see this amplified. Like I'm always like, if I want to see how I'm showing up, well, of course it's mirrored in many ways, but I always look at my kids and they're five and seven. So they're still like, they're totally absorbing like our energy and what we're doing and how we're showing up. And one thing that I really had to break free from was perfectionism and like just this need. And that, that was in the grind era of like, everything has to be perfect. And, and, um, and although I started to do the healing on that, like it was showing up like times 10 in my seven year old. And it was just so interesting watching him through this process. But yeah, like he feels that he's really, like he's a really good athlete. And so he's a really good athlete and he feels, and he tells himself, he'll be like, I, I am the worst reader ever. And like talks about how he just can't read a book and can't, and, and like, that's what shows up. We just got his report, report card yesterday. And of course these are things that we're, we're working on with him, but it's just interesting to see how it shows up. And it's a story that we tell ourselves and it's the rules that we put on ourselves. And, and a lot of times they're not even ours. They're like societies, they're your families. They're like, and so we really truly get to choose and choose again and really sculpt exactly what what these belief systems are going to be for our own family and um when you make that shift it's like i think when you make it like i even i know my my oldest was like you know it feels like what i'm telling him he's like there's no such thing as magic like he feels like it's magic to him it's how he associates it and so really trying to have the energy conversation with him but um it's almost like you need you need proof of it happening once. And so if you can just start out with these, like seeding these super small shifts and then really like tuning into what happens and what shifts for you on the other side of that. And then once you get like these few little things happen then you know, like I'm so capable, I'm so in control. And a lot of times we can recognize that it's showing up in the negative way. So like we're all manifesting, we're all setting intentions, but a lot of times it's in the negative way. And we can see like how our thoughts, like if I, for so long, like we felt lack, we felt like we didn't have any money, we were in debt. And so therefore we draw, like we would, we would draw in more lack and less money. And you know what I mean? So like we were fully in control and that's what we were bringing in. But then when we switched that, like the small shift, even when you're talking about money to a place of like feeling the lack and no money in the bank account to like that's not my truth. My truth is that my bank account is wide open and like ready to receive just that switch alone. And me saying it, even not believing it at first, but saying it over and over and over again and not letting myself go to the other space. 
it's like huge. Like the universe works so fast. And so you realize like all that you actually are capable of and you can literally choose the most incredible experiences, the most incredible life. And it is sort of magical. (laughs) Yeah. Where did he get that crazy idea that magic isn't real? Because I think it is magic. Movies. Like, honestly, I think, I think he, I I really think it's like a little bit of, you know, like the Easter Bunny and the Santa Claus. Like, so it's some of that stuff. But I think, honestly, it's like kids' movies and just have, like, not believing that what happens on there is true. And so it's just this association that he's making. But, yeah, I mean, it is. Mm. That's a tricky (laughs) thing to get through, too, to be like, magic is real. The Easter Bunny is a little freaky. Santa's (laughs) real. I believe in Santa. The, the, like some of it is magical and, and real magic and some of it is not that's I get that, that that's really hard to discern mm-hmm. yeah it is it's funny I feel like the my boys are making me such a better coach because like constantly I, like I can coach all day long but then when I like I'm coaching my kids I'm like oh that that feels hard right and so I have to invite ease into that because like I'm like how am I going to reframe this and and if I can, if I can allow my five-year-old to really understand something that then probably I can allow an adult to really understand this. And so it's helped me kind of embody this, like cre- creating just simplicity and like stripping things down. Um, and I'm always having, like, I'm always having my husband do this for me, um, in a different sense. So he's like very into science stuff, like science and, um, researching and like the logical, like the masculine, the logical, and, um, and so he'll say things to me like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. Didn't like, didn't you know that? And it was like, no, of course I didn't know that. Right. And so I'm always like, if you can strip things down so that I understand them, then probably everyone will. It's the same thing for me with my kids. If I can just have these energy conversations and I can have them understand it that to some level, right. Like as much as they can at their age, then, um, yeah, like, I feel like the, the grind to me also is like complexity. And so mm. a shift for me, I feel like that was the last piece for me. I was still holding on to this level of complexity where like, I felt like, I felt like things had to be sort of complicated. And, um, and so really sinking into the fact that things can be super simple to be really effective <laughs> in every area. So that's been kind of the last piece, and that's honestly something I'm still working on, but, um, and that showed up again for me at this last Tony Robbins event, where, like, we look at things, and where we've built things, like, that are too complex in our life, and in our business, and so just transitioning them, and allowing ease to filtrate into those pieces, too. So how would you characterize your former beliefs? Um... Like, what did you believe? You believed it had to be hard and it had to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to, I had to do things perfect. It had to be, for sure, it had to be hard. In order for me to feel fulfilled and reach success, I had to work really hard. I had to put in the time and it couldn't come easy. But I also felt like nothing could come easy. Like whether it was me getting another client at the gym or really anything. I even look back to when I when I, um, 
and, and I really had no awareness of like conscious manifesting when I was competing, but I went to the Las Vegas show and like really felt like just a lot of like jealousy and comparison and you know, all these beautiful women. And, and I totally like, I, I shut myself down and like, I knew, I knew I wasn't going to win. And so I put those thoughts like kind of running through my body. And then I went to a smaller show where I didn't feel that. And I was like, Oh, I can actually win. And I won. So it's really interesting seeing that show up. But yeah, I think it was just hard, complex. Um, it was like almost that I, I didn't deserve to, like I didn't deserve to be wealthy. I didn't deserve to have a level of abundance. Like who am I to think that people are going to take me seriously? And who am I to think that I can have a, like a lifestyle where today I usually start my days at 11 a.m. and I have three hours dedicated to whatever I want to do. Usually it's, you know, obviously meditation, it's, it's reading, it's working out, it's going for a walk, it's whatever I feel like doing that day. So it was just this place of like, if I had to put a sound to it, it would be just like, ugh. You know, like everything's heavy. Everything is just ugh. So rewriting all of those beliefs, obviously. Um, and I think a big one for me, like I've always been told that my voice, my voice sounds really young. And, you know, I find that the like some of the people I'm coaching are like twice, three times my age. And I really had to overcome like the idea that people will take me seriously and that like I am here and I, you know, I like, it's just these games that we play with ourselves. It's so funny because even, you know, when I started, when I started coaching, I, I was like, how are people going to take me seriously? Like I've only been at this for, you know, a year, but I feel like, and one of my, my mentors, um, Georgie Durkin said to me, like, you become a teacher when you decide to become a teacher. Mm. And it's really this pathway of like learning, healing, and coaching. And you don't need to be like, you don't need to have like all these certifications or all the like decades of experience. It's like, you just, you just decide and then you do it and you show up authentically. You're not putting this mask over like, oh, that you, like, yeah, I don't have to show up. And she also said that, um, like people don't even care what you know, like they just want to be in your energy. And I needed, I needed some more Georgie. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. They just want to be in your energy. People yeah. will take what they need to take from our energy. Have you, well, actually the easiest way to explain this is when I used to coach swimming, I remember I had coached someone for like three or four years and she went to a clinic one time and with another coach and came back and she's like, I learned so much. I learned. And it was this very specific skill. And she's like, I'm pretty sure you've been telling me this for the last four years, but I wasn't getting it. And I, I was like, this is awesome. Cause I, over those last four years, I was trying to tell you the same thing in multiple different ways, just like playing with how we hear it. But like, you weren't ready to hear it or, I, you know, we weren't on the same energetic wavelength yet you needed to go elsewhere to get it. 100%. And I love how you, you were like, that is awesome because it's really this, like for me, I have to remind myself always to like unhook from the outcomes and just know that it's all divine timing for mm -hmm. everything. And so not being like, I've told you that, like, what's yes. the deal? I told you that. How come you didn't take me seriously? Right. And just yeah. really knowing that like, 
like everyone is on their own journey and we like give them the space to do that as we are ourselves, right? Yeah. And I think that the hooking on to the outcome, it's something I just learned. I just found myself yesterday like, oh, I was totally detached from the outcome until that very last bit. And then when I thought, I thought we were good, I thought like, yay, and it all worked out exactly how I wanted it to. Oh, oh, it didn't. And I, I wasn't in control. Oh, that was a sneaky one. This spiritual path is all about remembering that we're human. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, especially for people who come from that space of like perfectionism and people pleasing, like when, when Georgie said that, and I like, I, I just, I read that over and over and over again and to remind myself because I feel like, you know, there's all these things, like people have to get value and there's all these things that I need to teach them and all these things I need to be doing. But if we just show up and kind of share our true self and like all the things that we're actually living through and struggling, like I don't need to put myself on a pedestal. Like I'm in glory now. I have all this ease. I'm so perfect. This is my life. Like sure things are like substantially better, but still like the fears come up and every time you stretch yourself, it's like the old story comes up and like things still come, like it's this ongoing journey. And that's like the beautiful thing about being on this planet. And so almost like allowing all of that to come and like the growing to still happen and to vulnerably be in that space where we can show our clients that side of us is a beautiful gift and it's not something that I always did because I always again like I always had to show bubbly Jessica that it's so happy and I've got it all put together and when I started like unpacking that and like just showing up as like the real me that's again like it just makes me want to exhale because it's just it's like I don't have to carry the weight of all the stuff it feels so good to be aligned oh, just so to be like so I just rewrote the about page on my website and the story that was on there before was a hundred percent true. It just wasn't, I wasn't excited about it. The way, the way people are interpreting it wasn't quite, I wrote about how I left my nine to five job and people were like, Oh my God, you're so brave for leaving. The truth was it was scarier for me to stay than to leave. So I just rewrote my about page and it's hundred percent in alignment and it feels so good. And I had that, I realized that I had that little bit of website shame of like, yeah, go look at my website. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Can you wait a little while? And now having that rewritten and having it just be like, this is me. This is like, I am all in. It just feels so good. So much ease and expansiveness. And groundedness whenever I think of it I'm just like like a conscious step forward and then step forward so both feet are in yeah it's such a good example of just also like having having this awareness that like I'm trying to think of how to to position this but like you shift I'll, I'll give you an example like one of my one of my best friends who is totally into the spiritual work she was talking about like her her personal mission and how she did it two years ago and like she had accomplished that mission but like she so she owns a business and she had to like one of her staff is transitioning and she's rehiring and she had to pull that back out and when we look at the things that we did a year ago or two years ago one we can kind of honor ourselves like 
all like all that you just did in that one year or two years and all the growth that you've actually had but just knowing that like the like you you can easily become out of alignment like the rate at which we're growing and transforming like on a cellular level and we continue our spiritual journey you can like what was in alignment can become out of alignment being able to revisit those things that you once thought like oh yeah that totally clicked it doesn't click anymore yeah. and like we're constantly expanding and i think our our standards for what clicks get yeah. higher cuz it's like yeah that that fits but you know what this fits so much better mm-hmm. 100% it's just like clothes like yeah this works but this looks good and it's comfy mhm that feels better. Yeah, I love that. It always comes back to trying things on for me. Because that's <laughs> what it is. We're like making a choice. Like, how do we want to show up? What energy do you want to try on? What do you want your intention to be right now? What feels good? And what feels scratchy and uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, I will. And to kind of add to that, like you, and you, you can actually try stuff on. <laughs> like you yes. don't and have it figured out beforehand you just like get in motion and then it sorts it sorts itself out it's so true it's all an experiment it yeah. is you know we we get the opportunity to say like oops not that <laughs> learned that lesson let's try something else yeah we always get to try another option jessica this has been a blast and we could talk all day but that would make for a very long episode so how can people connect with you and learn more about you? Yeah. So I think the easiest place is grindtoglory.live. And depending on when people are listening to this, I'm going to be launching another online show. So I interview 21 experts over 21 days for, uh, I call it the inside job. So it's an entrepreneur's voyage to a soulfully abundant life. And that's going to kick off in May. And so um, it's, it's 21 interviews over 21 days and it's just so much fun and so much um so much so much growth in that so definitely welcome you to be a part of that as well love it and are you on social media yes so you can find me at chris and jessica page on facebook on facebook all right are you on instagram <laughs> i'm like the only person on the planet that's not on instagram right now but um that's okay. That's okay. I know if you do decide to join Instagram, you will do it perfectly and in yeah. alignment. Totally. Oh, you are such a bright light, sister. Thank you. Thank you for sharing yourself and your story and your energy. Yeah, I loved our time together and um, I just honor the work that you're doing in the world. And so I feel really grateful to have spent however long we spent 30 minutes together. Yeah, I have no idea. But thank you. Thank you. I see you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group, Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, go to my website, kelseyabbott.com. And there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome.